Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This one? There are two men on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, this one. You ready? Absolutely. Yeah. Wait for them to dock. The ferry is arriving through the mist once again. The hanging lantern off the bow colors the gray fog surrounding in a warm golden hue. It's coming in to drop them off. Like the others, they're adorned in maroon robes and wearing masks. Are they different? Yes. Like the others, their masks are unique to both men and only cover the upper part of the face. They're getting off the ferry now. Quiet now. Get behind the crates. We have one shot at this. Make sure to wait for the ferry to leave. They're approaching. They're here. They don't see us. We're behind them. Wait. The boat is still here. Okay. Quietly now. Forward. More. A little closer. Nor has the one on the right. A little more left. Yes. Here. A little more. Okay, stand up. Silently. And... Now! Again, quickly! Drag him back. Well done, kid. For someone without sight, you did a damn good job. We have practice. Get the guy's robe off. Quickly. Noel is handcuffing their hands and tying their feet. Get dressed. Will they fit in the crates? I'll make them fit. You just get dressed. Now that I can see it closely, the maroon-colored robe is finely stitched with gold thread. There's an almost invisible pattern on the back. Is it the same for both? Hmm. Yes, it looks like it. I think this guy's a senator. The masks, though, are unique. So far, everyone has had a different mask. Yours... Yours depicts a bull with hands stretched out over fire, I think. All right. Well... No? Yeah. He's just putting on his mask as well, which also seems to depict a bull. However, no fire. And the bull seems to be carved in a more positive depiction. Less menacing. Here. What's this? A ring. They were wearing them. But look. I... Uh Oh, right. (laughs) It's a symbol, similar to the medallion, but on both rings they're the same. They're the same. That must be important. Exactly my thinking. Good thinking. John says good thinking, and I agree. All right. Well, they're stashed away. If they wake up, at all, they won't be going anywhere for a long time. So, you guys ready to do this? Yes. We both are. All right. The grain terminal proper sits maybe eight or nine stories high. 
There's a massive concrete building right here by the edge of the water. We don't know where we're heading. I could see this taking some time. We're coming up on the entrance. Or at least, an entrance. Good luck. You too. The interior is quiet. It's a large open area with bins, machinery, a great deal of storage. Clearly it's closed for the evening. I don't see a night watchman. Thoughts? It's unlikely that we are the last to arrive, so whatever we do, we don't want to linger. Agreed. These people knew where they were going. Logically, there's no way this society meets on one of these floors above us. Yeah, not with this much put into their outfits. So, down? Exactly, down. Down? Is there a stairwell, or... I'm sure. Uh, I'll look over here. He's gone to the left, around some larger machinery. Are you nervous? This feels... very... intense. Yes, yes, I... Feels like a lot is riding on this. We don't know exactly how we're going to get out, and how we're going to achieve our goal, but... It's alright. We'll... We'll do whatever needs to be done to... accomplish our goal. I know. But you and I both know this... Well, this may be a one-way ticket. No, don't talk like that. We wouldn't be doing this if this was a guaranteed one-way ticket. You're sure? You... I guess. Killing Larson isn't worth losing ourselves or, or dying. Okay. Okay. We'll find a way out. I promise. Okay. Yes. Yes, you're right. I think there's a stairwell off to the right here. Yes. It only goes up. It only goes up. Okay. If this is a secret society, unlikely their location would be so easily stumbled upon. Agreed, but we can't spend time searching every nook and cranny. Of course. Hmm. What? What about an elevator? Yes, there's an elevator over near the back of the room. Psst! No! Yeah. What's up? Elevator. It's worth a look. It's a fairly basic, utilitarian elevator. A metal grate rather than a door protects its passengers from the moving floors. Other than that, it seems unremarkable. Uh. It's quite run down in here. The floor is solid metal, but it feels far too messy for the caliber of people they expect to attend this meeting. I don't know, kid. There are buttons here, leading to the floors above, though one is missing. This doesn't look like the way to head down, kid. Let's keep looking. Wait, which button is missing? Huh? I don't know. One to twelve are listed. Thirteen, I suppose. Can we press it? Press the hole the button is gone from. It's fairly small. My finger wouldn't fit, but I could jam something in. About the size of... The rings? Almost exactly the size of the rings. Well, look at you. Yeah, let me try. And I don't feel anything being pushed, or... Damn! Hey, it was a clever idea, though. Wait! Try turning, as well. We're moving! Arthur! Well, fuck me. You keep up that level of smarts and we stand a chance of getting out of here alive. We're heading down. We have every intention. We're heading underground. Fairly deep. The elevator is descending past the foundation, and beyond. The walls now resemble unearthed stone and mud. One way in. Let's hope it's not just the one way out. <laughs> Whoa. The walls have changed again. They're no longer natural stone, but white marble. A clean, intricate design that surrounds us. The elevator is slowing down. All right. Elevator doors lie just beyond the grate this elevator used. They're opening. 
shall we? The elevator exits to a long, beautiful hallway. Marble covers the floor and ceiling, while the walls are adorned with large paintings with gold trim. What do the paint Down the hall! <clears throat> a member stands before large double doors. He's a fair distance away. I don't think he can hear us. Still, the doors at the end of the hall seem to be the only way forward. He's leaning on a small... He's gotten up. He's heading through the door. Sorry, I didn't think you saw him. What was he doing? I don't know, he was writing something. There's a small table by the double doors. He was bent over. These paintings. What are they? This one is a, like a bright light. Beneath, a group of men seem to be... I don't know, ready to catch it. That seems apt. Yeah, except what it's fallen from. It's not a place or the stars. It looks like... a being. We need to keep moving. Right, we can't dally. Yeah. Yeah. The large double doors here where the hallway ends are covered in ornate carvings. Depictions of stars and planets. All cosmic matter. Constellations and the like. I recognize only a few. The fallen star indeed. The small table here that the man was using has a few objects on it. There's a stack of parchment cut into strips, a quill, and a fairly large wooden box, carved as ornately as the doors, made of white wood. The box has a thin slit in the top of it, presumably to drop the parchment in. A guest book? No, this is different. It's like a ballot box. You think they're voting on something. What are the carvings on the box of? There's a creature of some sort holding a plate filled with fruits and an hourglass and a, and a bleeding heart. The creature seems to be eating them, too, or about to. Hmm. Is there a way into the box? Can we see what was written? No way I can see. Let's just head in. No, we can't just head in. This could be the difference between revealing ourselves as imposters or getting out alive. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Agreed. Could we turn the box upside down and shake out the last response, or... or wait until someone else came along? Well, that would be equally unwise. <sighs> okay, hold on. Did this guy write on the top of the pile? What do you mean? Maybe. Well, let me see. <sighs> Noel has taken out a pencil. He's... lightly drawing on the top of the pile for some reason, scribbling it. Brilliant. Brilliant. John is confused. <laughs> well, my friend, if the guy before us wrote on the top of this pile and pressed hard enough, he'll leave an imprint of what he wrote, which means we at least have an idea, and thankfully... He did. The birth of my son. The birth of my son? What the hell? Why would he write that? I have no idea. What could that mean? It's an event, one he wouldn't want to forget, I presume. Something that meant something to him, but... Why offer to write such a personal thing? Offer? It's an offering plate. He's offered this as... A memory? A memory? To lose? Look, maybe it's just a gesture. Something to say you... I mean... Look, maybe this is just a way to gain more insight into the members, to extort them, or... Something more... human, you know? Or maybe it's a memory you won't get back. Maybe. That's a positive memory, though. I suppose that matters. You don't offer the bad ones. Nola's grabbing the parchment, and writing something down. Well, that was quick. Hey, we don't have time to waste. This is it, kid. Done. Your turn. Our turn. 
Did you offer something that's... Look, I don't know what kind of knowledge these people have. What kind of insight. But memories are only memories until you're dead. I gave them one. A good one. And you should do the same. Quickly. <sighs> All right. Knowing Oscar, that's the memory. Yeah. He meant, he meant that much to you. I suppose he did. Arthur, I, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the first friend beyond me had to be someone you never really got to say goodbye to. I'm sorry that- Done? There, let's move. We don't want anyone to come in behind us. Right, yes. Done. You ready? This is the point of no return. I know. I'm ready. We're ready. Get your 45 loaded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yours? Always. Alright. See you on the other side. We've entered into a large, lavishly decorated ballroom. Members of the Order fill the floor in front and around us. There are maybe 30, no, 50 members here. All in different masks, but wearing the same robes. High above us, an elaborate chandelier hangs, white and gold with creatures shaped into the arms that support the candles. Crystals hang from it, though they look raw and unprocessed, despite reflecting the candlelight vividly. The floor, marble like the outside, but a pattern in maroon tiles seems to be at its center, though the amount of people here make it difficult to see. This way, come on. Noel is moving us through the crowd. Stay on him. Left. Here. Yes. Surrounding the ballroom is a balcony with a center point that protrudes out, overlooking the ballroom floor. The rest of the surrounding balcony is draped in shadow. I think there are paintings up there on the second floor, but... Oh! What? There are more people up there, too. Cloaked figures. I can't see their faces, but there are maybe eight of them all overlooking the ballroom floor in the darkness. And... Yeah. What is... Oh. Noel has handed you a glass of... champagne, perhaps. Needless to say, don't drink it. Of course. But, you know, fit in. The crowd of men in masks seem to be milling around the ballroom floor. Some are speaking to each other in small groups. Others are admiring the ballroom and circling the underside of the balcony. But they all seem to be... waiting. What are we waiting for? I don't know. But I think we're about to find out. One of the two sets of doors on the balcony overlooking the ballroom have opened. Two men are walking out. And... Oh! Welcome. Welcome once again, brothers. We gather here as the moon waxes crescent. To once again offer a necessary sacrifice. Our voluntary oblation. A powerful gesture. And one we offer willingly for the gifts we have been granted in return. Arthur, the, the man in the back is wearing a mask with a mule's head and a peacock tail on it. But the other... For generations, our order has seen members rise in ranks both in political office and as titans of industry. As influential statesmen and Wall Street moguls, each of us has been blessed by the fallen star to seek out what we dream and through it have achieved our greatest desires. Hail the fallen star! Hail the fallen star! Arthur! 
This man, the man speaking, he's wearing a mask, but it's horrid, unlike any of the others. What? Shh. Many of you were made aware that tonight will be historic, but know not the reason why. Understandable. And please, allow me to illuminate what will mark tonight in the annals of our Order's history. His mask, it's less a mask and more a, a creature, Arthur. A large mollusk that covers the upper half of his head. The creature's tendrils have run themselves into his ears and eyes, gouging them out, dried blood dripping down his cheeks. For too long, we have moved away from our past. From our beginnings, deviated from the goal our order set out to achieve. On the front is a large green eye. It searches the crowd as he speaks, as if it were his own. Are you seeing this? What? What's on his head? From its inception, our brotherhood was never only about personal wealth or to become tycoons of industry. It was about the search for something greater. The fallen star. His mask? It's a helmet with horns coming up. What are you talking about? What? That is not what I am seeing. Almost ten years ago, our order was blessed by the finding of a star. But since then, we have grown stagnant, fat and content. Uninterested in the pursuits our forefathers have laid out for us. We have grown lazy. We have lost sight of what this order stands for. Arthur, this creature on his head. Its otherworldly gaze searches the crowd. If Noel can't see it, it's clearly something Silence! Else. Is he... Can he... Hear me? I hear you. Hold your tongue. As your Grand Vizier, I have failed you. And I have failed this order. And so, tonight I officially step down as Grand Vizier and appoint my replacement. A true believer in our order. A true believer in our cause. One who truly deserves the title and will bring us all to new heights. The man behind him, in the peacock mask, Arthur. He's stepping forward and removing his mask. It's Wallace Larson. It's Larson, Arthur! Why, thank you, Grand Vizier. Is that him? Yes. Be ready. Good evening, esteemed members, brothers, senators, and, well, friends. What kind of joke is this? I see you're all excited to once again eat, drink, and be merry while accomplishing little of what our forebears originally set out to achieve. This isn't how we do things. He's not even wearing a mask. Ah, yes. I think the theatrics can be spared. For me, at least, they've grown a little stale. I don't find them nearly as charming as I once did when I was a child. When my forefathers helped found this order centuries ago, back when our meeting place was carved from the stone of a mountain, when our pursuits were less selfish, less petty, less monetary, back when we had our faith. But you have all lost your faith. You have forgotten what our order stands for, what our purpose here is. Nonsense! Yeah. I've heard quite enough from you. A man from the crowd is shouting up to the balcony. It seems the crowd is growing restless. You are not our Grand Vizier. You have not been elected, and therefore we do not recognize your authority here. Brothers, we have here an example of our loss of faith. Nonsense, Larson! Your archaic mindset may be something you wish to uphold, but we do not! Archaic? You wound me, Luther. The man is taken aback for a moment. He's rattled by Larson saying his name despite wearing a mask. Enough of this! No, please, Luther. 
Speak your mind. What you and the Grand Vizier may feel do not reflect us. For a long time, Wallace, you have tried to push your beliefs on many of us, and frankly, we find your perspective childish. Childish? Is that so? Monsters, magic, gods. The power of the star is undeniable. But you filled your head with fairy tales. You speak of our goals to be wealthy as a waste. But they are at least tangible. Your faith is not tangible here. Well, Luther. I am so glad you said that. Allow me to reignite your faith. Oh, oh fuck. Oh fuck. Orthor. What? What? Spit it out. No, Orthor, it's The King in Yellow Orthor! What? Oh god. He's emerging from Larson. Like a shadow. Elongated from the darkness behind him, but not bound to just shade. The tatters of his yellow cloak move and float like tentacles, slowly, freely, as if underwater. He fills the balcony with his presence. He seems to be coming from Larson, but somehow appearing over the crowd. It's... it's... ignorant. Foolish. Mortal. A rekindling of faith, Luther. A rekindling of faith. The king grows taller, looming over the crowd. His robe fills the space and brings an ominous amber hue to the ballroom. Jesus Christ, Arthur! What the fuck? How? I swear to me, if you so doubt your faith. I, Larson, you flaunt your power like a child. The king looms over the man. His yellow cloak made of shadow. Power. You know nothing of the world. The man is frozen in fear. He's moving. The crowd parts for him. With a pained expression on his face, he's walking towards a pillar. A stone column that supports the second story balcony. He's... he's... He's driving his head into the stone. Over and over again. Blood is being drawn from his skull, painting the white marble of the pillar in red. I am the king in yellow. Your order once had a meaningful, worthy purpose, and now it lay in shambles. Your desire for earthly pleasures mean nothing to me, to a great old one. You will follow us, and those who do not shall pay with their lives. He's receding into Larson, shrinking back down into the shadows of the balcony, slipping away inside some unseen pocket in Larson. Arthur, what the fuck is happening? How is... is that... yellow? How did he... I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I suppose he... when I got you back, I was... That was him. What? That was him. The king in yellow. Now you know. Jesus fucking Christ. Larson looks exhausted. He's stepping back for a moment. The robed figures in the darkness on the second balcony haven't stirred. Yes, look, we need to... Wait. Wait. My hope is you all now see how we have strayed from the light. How much we have lost due to our shaken faith. Tonight we will enter a new age in this order. An age of enlightenment and true power. How are we going to stop Larson if the king is inside of him? Larson is stepping forward. 
still looks quite worn, though. It's clear he's trying to hide it. I am so sorry about the needless waste of life. But as you all saw, we no longer have room for those without faith. I have grand plans for our order. Things beyond your wildest dreams. Tonight is but the first step. I am elated that you will all take it with me. Please, please. There's still room for levity. We have strayed, of course. But we have no interest in eliminating all pleasures. So please, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy a drink as you always have. And soon we will enter the Canaanite room and begin what I believe to be a very special ritual. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy. Both Larson and the Grand Vizier are leaving through the doors behind them. Different doors. The second balcony is clear, save the robed figures which seem to be following the Grand Vizier out through the door on the left. Oh my god. What is going on here? How can we... Take a breath. Come here. Away from everyone else. Come on. This way. Noel is pulling us to the side. Here. Yes, look. I was taking it back too. But that just means two for the price of one, right? Right, right. Noel looks nervous. Unsure. I don't think he believes we will succeed anymore. Two for the price. I don't know if I disagree. If killing Larson means we kill that... Yeah. Killing... Yellow. Look, I don't know. But what are our choices right now? We can't leave. After that display, I'm sure they've ensured no one else is going to leave. Alive, at least. Right, okay. We knew what we were getting into. Everything dies. Everything. Right. Let's follow Larson. Get up to the second balcony through those doors over there. To the right of you. Okay. Wait. Wait. What? The Grand Vizier. I think he could hear me. What about the Grand Vizier? What about him? We could follow him instead. What if we followed him? Why? Well, he could hear John. John said he wore a mask. They all did. No, no. A, a horrid mask. It seemed like a, a creature was bound to his flesh. Perhaps there's... Perhaps Larson is controlling him somehow. It would make sense, such a change in leadership. It doesn't come without some sort of coercion. Okay. Perhaps he knows more than he's letting on. He may know more about what's going on. He may be able to answer questions. Like what this ritual is going to be. Look, we're here for Larson, kid. The Grand Vizier may help us end Larson. I know, I know. Look, if you want to follow the Vizier, I'll back you up. But I think Larson is the target. Regardless, we can't stay here. We need to move while the room is active. So whichever you choose, let's move. Okay. Okay, let's. Noel is leading us to a set of doors under the balcony to our left. Most of the other members are busily talking amongst themselves. Some angrily. Others terrified. I don't blame them. Arthur, what the hell happened? How did Yellow and Larson end up together? Are they like us? Is Yellow trapped? I don't know. I... I suppose so. This is dangerous, Arthur. He has the ability to... He drove that man to break his own skull! Does he remember? He called himself the King in Yellow. He must remember. At least some. Especially if he remembers all that... That ability to seep into another's mind. In which case they must be trapped then. No way he would allow himself to be bound to Larson. Larson pulled Yellow out like a magic trick to all the crowd. Yes. Yes, I remember Yellow. Near the end, he already... He already felt like he was greater than the need for flesh. Killing them. It won't be easy, but... You're so sure you can kill the King in Yellow? What? Quiet now. You're angry. Shh. We're out the door. Uh, to the side. 
It's clear. Let's go. This hallway is lavish, similarly decorated to the ballroom. There are a number of doors leading off in either direction. All right, the balcony was this way. The vizier went left, so... Good. We're on the left side, then. Him, then. Look, Larson clearly has a very, very powerful friend. Manipulative and deadly. I wonder who's playing who in that scenario. Stop! What? What is this? Who? Arthur! There's a man in front of us. A cultist! Let's go. Arthur, freeze! What are you... No... Arthur, listen to me. He's wearing a mask. What's wrong? Hold on. What are you talking about, John? Where... Where are we? I... Jesus. What? Nothing. Just give me a moment. Sure. John, we are in the Order of the Fallen Star. Come on now. This is Noel. You can't be doing this to me now. Detective Noel, he's been helping us. I... I know. We're so close now, John. We just need to hold it together a little longer, okay? I... I can feel him, Arthur. Who? The... The king. What? That's... I think that's what I've been feeling, this... pull. His pull? Your memory? You mean... I think that's what's... I feel as though I'm in two places at once. Okay. Okay, but... Look, I need you here now. Stay here, okay? I need you. Right. Right. Okay. Are we good? Yes, sorry. Listen, kid. I mean it when I say this king is the real deal. Knowles stopped walking. He's looking us dead in the eye. I get that you want to know everything before putting a bullet through Larson's head, but... Look, he just upped the ante. I'm not willing to hesitate. If we get the chance... I can't. I won't even consider that. What's wrong? I will not be another prisoner to that... to that monster. You understand? Of course. Look, I am all in. If I get the chance... He's talking about killing Larson. Killing the king as soon as he sees them. Arthur! Listen. You're not going to become a prisoner of his again. I promise. You swear? No. I... I promise. Arthur, you can't have him firing at Larson the minute we see him. If Larson dies, we may not be able to find the stone. Look, I understand you're ready to throw everything you can at ensuring the king dies tonight. But we can't afford to be playing Wild West this far in. I am not I'm saying we've gotten this far because we took our time. We thought things through and took... And kept cool heads. Believe you me, I have my own fight with Larson. I have my own reasons for wanting to watch the light dim from his eyes. But this isn't about just you and just me. This is about far more than that now. We came here tonight with the intention to bring this order down. By finding whatever this star, this Vizar talked about was. And yes, killing Larson. But I never dreamed, never even comprehended the fact that he may have the king in yellow inside of him. I know, I know. I hear you. We're not just dealing with men anymore. Men and their little plans. We are dealing with a god. Yes. You're right. And we're not alone. No. No, we're not. Even though it only looks like there are two of us here. Keep a cool head. In all moments. We have to. He seems to be calmer. 
more thoughtful. Seeing the king, it, it awakened something in him I hadn't seen or even perceived before. A deep-seated fear. Okay, you're right. Let's find this vizier. He's walking forward down the hall. I think we're looking for the stairs. Let's not forget, though. Those people followed him. He won't be alone. Right. Robed figures, not masked. No. Their faces were shrouded by their hoods. Okay. Here, stairs up. I think I see the door the Grand Vizier took from the balcony. There's another across the hall, and one straight ahead. Well, he came this way, opposite the way Larson left, so... Unless he went downstairs. Yeah. Noel's heading to the door opposite, which most likely leads deeper in. Let me listen. Nothing. Noel has entered. Quickly! We're in a large room with rounded corners, rectangular in shape. There are chairs everywhere, all facing the center. In its center is a... What the fuck is that? I... I don't know. A, an object. God damn it. A large, bizarre-looking object sitting in the center of this room on a slightly lowered floor, as if... As if this were an amphitheater. Noel is approaching it. Wait. Keep a distance. He stopped. Arthur, this object is roughly the size of an automobile, with almost the same footprint. It's gray and black, covered in spindly large tube-like spines that run its length and connect to what appear to be cylinders of dark green liquid. There's a sealed basin at its center, and a six-foot platform lay at its mouth. What? Noel is calling you over to the side. Yes, this direction. Yeah. What does John make of these? There's a small table here against the wall, with what looked like blueprints laid out. Can you make heads or tails? It's a machine. A machine for what? Machine? Hey! Someone's coming! Hide! Where? The desk? No! The pillar! Yeah! One of the pillars! Back! Here! Here! Stand still! Don't move! The room is set up like an observation room. Chairs all around point towards the machine in the middle. Only these pillars block line of sight between the rows of chairs. Noel is hiding behind one of them across from us. I think I saw three men enter. The Grand Vizier and two of the robed figures. They were acting almost like guards. Wait, wait. I think... He seems to be dismissing them. I think the Grand Vizier is in this room alone. He's coming. Grand Vizier. We would like to talk. Yes, Arthur. Uh, Noel has his gun to the back of the Grand Vizier's head. Have a seat. The Grand Vizier is being led by Noel at gunpoint to a chair. Sit, sit. Noel isn't fucking around. He's aiming the gun right at the Vizier's temple. His mask, Arthur, it's, it's just as horrific as I first saw. It's almost feasting on him. I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, mask. He can hear me. Of course. He can hear John. John. You are not John. Oh yeah? Who is he then? You are the- Silence! Cat got your tongue? Just watch the door for a second. This isn't why we're here. What is this mask you're wearing? Answer me. 
Speak up now. Answer. It is a mask of temperance, a gift from the elders. The elders? Such a gift they were, brought by the king for us. They hold such a command of biological principles and genetic engineering. Their intellect surpasses even the most gifted minds on earth by a hundredfold. What does this mask do? My memory, deductive capabilities, and psionic abilities have been greatly enhanced so that I may communicate with them. What is tempered about that? Answer him. I no longer serve my own will, but the will of the elders and their masters. Who are the masters of the elders? I am speaking with one. What? Who's John? Do not answer him! After! What is this... What is this machine? This is a machine like the Mask of Temperance that was built by the elders to separate two entities that are bound together, giving the trapped soul a new vessel while keeping the host intact. What? Jesus. To... To separate? Larson and the King in Yellow. They're going to separate them. Indeed. Why? They are dying. Dying? Yes. Larson is being consumed by the power the king now wields, while the king is fading. Fading? I... Am I fading as well? Of course. You think this machine actually does that? Why not? They built this mask, this organic machine that controls this man. Then this ritual must be to separate the two. The king and Larson. Which means we need to kill him before that can happen. Or during. During? If this ritual leaves him exposed on a slab. Okay, we just need to blend in. Exactly. These members are wealthy elites. They're not going to stand in our way. Fuck, they may even help us based on the reaction out there. But the king is... Now, who is the voice in his head? What? No! The voice. Don't you want to know? Who is the voice in Arthur's head? Do not tell him! No, He knows something. He knows what's going on. Tell me. You are not aware. No, it's... Is it Roland? (laughs) Tell me! No, we... Is it Roland? Look, it doesn't... Can we... Arthur! The doors have all opened! Fuck! The robed figures have entered, surrounding us! They're quickly moving into the room! I'm not going. Noel still has his gun drawn. Put it away. Calm, cool head. They're filling the room. All of them in robes. Around us, behind us. The Grand Vizier is standing, walking to the doors on the far side of the room, and... Larson has entered. Well, there you are. I was sure you were going to follow me. I had a little scene set up and everything. Alas, the best laid schemes of mice and men go off to rye. I see you've spoken to our Grand Vizier. Or should I say, former Grand Vizier. The Grand Vizier is standing next to Larson now. Noel is going for his gun. Arthur, he may... Not so quickly, friend. One of the cultists behind has a gun to Noel's head. I believe you've met, if only briefly. Well, hello there, boyo. Butcher. He was quite eager to be here, I'll have you know. Fancy the three of us together again. Hello, Mr. Collins. Noel left his gun holstered. Arthur Larson is walking toward us. He stopped just before the machine. I hope the Grand Vizier illuminated you on the nature of this elaborate machine before me. This isn't going to end well for you, Larson. Ha! Hear that, Mr. Collins. I feel like our boy has once again greatly underestimated his foe. What do you want me for, then? You have your machine. You you have your followers. Ah, yes. The Vizier did his job well but failed to mention what I suppose he could not have known. 
Not that it would matter much. With that mask on, he's quite the obedient little doggy. Isn't that right? I serve my masters. Seems like you two are the only ones in this room without a cause. Oh, we have a cause. Ha! No, what the Grand Vizier failed to mention was that this machine... Well, it isn't for me. No, no. This is for you, Arthur. You and that little voice inside your head. What? What? The game is over, Arthur. It's time to lay down and roll over. You... Th this will... Separate you? Yes. Much to the benefit of other present parties. But... Once separated, you... Well, you will be you again. And your little friend there will be with me. Until such a time as I release him. Back to where he belongs. Never! Arthur, we cannot even entertain this... Oh, thank you, Vizier. Is that what our mutual friend is saying in there? No more secrets. Not amongst friends. He is silent once again. So, Arthur Lester, I have but one question before the decision is made for you. Call it your one chance to do this the easy way. Do you come willingly? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.